Sideburns versus skinny jeans. Walkmans versus AirPods. Millennial or Gen Xer, we're going to dive right in to family, finances, and fun. Mom, is my laundry done? Really, Ryan? Welcome to In My Day. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In My Day with Ryan and Dave. How are we doing, Dave? Hey, Ryan, we're doing great. It's a good sound. I love it's my favorite sound in the world. And it's just smelling. It's, mm. it's not mm. as good as the mm. call as opposed to Keeneland, but it's second best. It is really, really good. So what we're drinking today, Ryan, is we have a bottle of new riff. It's a single barrel, Kentucky bourbon, of course. It's a hundred and four and a half proof. So this is one where it may send your mouth just a little bit the first couple sips. And then once you get used to it, you're like, okay, now I'm actually gonna taste the the caramels, the, you know, oakiness, the whatever's in this thing, right? That's why I put all my ice in the glass. Yeah. But this one, you know what's famous about this one? Is it's bottled at barrel proof. So they just take it right from the barrel. They bottle it. Okay, now, it's not single barrel, right? Or actually, no, this is single barrel. So in other words, the difference between just barrel proof, they could take a bunch of barrels, put them together. This, they're just taking that one single barrel. They're putting it in there. They're not adding anything else, and they use what's called without chill filtration, right, to filter it. So you get a very nice, clear, I mean, this is a just a beautiful, what would you call it? What color? It's like Halloween orange is how I would describe it. Halloween orange. Yeah. No, that's a good, <laughs> I like that. It's kind of spooky, and the the. The bottles, I mean, it's black and orange. It's black and orange. It Maybe the, maybe the bottle's even throwing off a little of the it's, hue of that. It's almost like my Baltimore Orioles. <sighs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> but this bottle is aged four years, you know. Good deal. It's good. Cheers. Sounds good. I like it. Let's try it. All right. Well, today we are diving into first memories Ooh. of money. It's tasty, so, by the way. Very good. Right, Dave. You, you, I know you want to get going, so go I, ahead. Go ahead. First memory of money. Lead the way. Oh, my first memory of money. Well, I mean, why don't you tell them what's actually the most important thing to me? Oh, the money tree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll tell them the history of it, but why don't you tell them your experience of experiencing the money tree? Okay. Well, for those of you that don't know, Dave has this little, it looks like, the only thing that I could compare it to would be when I went to the D.C. Zoo and I saw the pandas. It kind of <laughs> looks like a tree, like a tiny little four-foot tree that the pandas would be with. Um, like bamboo. and Like bamboo, yeah, in the yeah, corner yeah. of his office. Yeah. So This is from China. I had always known that it was there, but I had no idea why he had a little bamboo tree in his office with all horse and golf and pictures of his kids, and there was just a bamboo tree there. Well... At the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, when we hadn't even been sent home from work yet, we were still working in the office. Actually, it might have been the time that everyone else was sent home, but you and I were still here because we were doing market stuff. That's right. I think we you, were, me and Alex were still here. We were considered essential. We were st- we were the ones that were stuck in the office. Not that the other ones weren't. It's just by law. Yeah. We were essential. And because the markets were in absolute free fall, I was in pretty early, and Dave was also in earlier than usual. So I'm sitting in my cubicle, which for those of you that don't know, is probably about 12 feet away from Dave's office. It's a very nice cubicle. And he he walks in full speed, like almost at a run, just how he does. 
And all I hear is, oh, no, what happened? This is the end of the world. Ryan, get in here right now. And there was panic in his voice. What were you thinking at this time? I'm, I was thinking I'm lucky to still have a job with the way the markets are going. Let's just hope that this, this isn't getting any worse. I'm like, what could have possibly happened now? Because the markets were down 15 20% at this point. We weren't down quite that much, but we were still down. I mean, everyone was. And the the money tree was sitting there. And he, I walk into his office. I'm expecting him to be at the desk looking at a stock chart or something, panicking. No, he's standing at the money tree, and the money tree had drooped over. And apparently when we were out of the office for a couple of weeks because of the pandemic, when we came back, it hadn't been watered properly. So the money tree was drooping over, and he goes, No wonder the markets are in free fall. My money tree is broke. <laughs> so, this is true. He goes, We have to fix it. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like, all the stuff we could be doing right now. So we took the first 10 minutes of that Monday morning. And to this day, there is still a wooden stick going up there that is holding it together with a bunch of green zip ties that we put around to keep this thing propped up. And the money tree looks great. Well, And it's growing. And guess what happened, Ryan? Guess mar- what happened? The market turned. I know. But- the market <laughs> bottomed and has headed up ever since we saved the money tree. But The market I- has been straight up. I truly wish I would have had a recording of the panic in your voice that morning when the money tree was falling over. Well, you have to understand, the history of this money tree is I got this money tree as a gift. I'm not sure if it's someone in the office or a client or somebody sent it in, but it's like it literally cost probably like 11.99 or 19.99 from Red Envelope Company, which is like a you don't even recognize this. This is a back I have in, no idea. back in my day okay. thing, okay? So Red Envelope, <laughs> they had all kinds of unique creative gifts. And so somebody at the start of March 09 sent me, the very start of March 09, sent me this money tree. And this thing at the time when it came to me was just like a little, like a little thing of roots at the bottom, okay? Like in probably like a wet paper towel or something, right? And then it, it literally had, we'll say seven or eight inches of little bamboo, bamboo tree. And it had little teeny sprouts at the top. But it did not look anything like it is now. And the the card on it said this is a Chinese good fortune money tree. And if you as you allow it to grow, your fortune will follow. So I planted this thing in a tiny little pot, not the pot it's in now, because now it's actually a tree. This was a money twig, okay? I planted it in this pot, okay? The pot was probably, honestly, was probably five or six inches in circumference right it was just a little flower pot like you put a sunflower seeds in to grow put it in there watered it this thing started to grow i would say i put it in there around the 10th or 12th of march 2009 what it bottomed the 12th or the 13th yeah right right around there (laughs) somewhere within that week we bottomed and it's been straight up pretty much since then so my theory is this and what i tell everyone that walks in my office is this Here's our office. Take you on the tour. By the way, here's my good luck money tree. And if you ever come by and you see the leaves falling off or it looks like it's dying, I mean, if it was me, I'd move all your money. You should not leave it here because the money tree is that important. Whether or not it really works, I don't want to test it. I'm not superstitious. But just in but case, we're not going to risk it. But just in case, knock on wood, there's no reason to kill off the money tree. We're going to do everything to keep it growing. And as we look at it today, it's probably got I don't know 
40 leaves on it, 50 leaves on it, and it's got little buds in the middle that are still going to create some more growth. So that is the history of the money tree. And like I said, I'm not superstitious, but just in case, there's no point in killing it. So I asked you what your first memory of money was. I'm not sure what the money tree has to do with that. Can you tie this in for me? Well, the money tree only happens because that is just hinged on the entire success of our firm, Family Financial Partners. Oh, okay. If we didn't have that, it'd be like, you know, biblically, like shaving Samson's hair. (laughs) So, you know, if you're a competitor listening out there and you want to, like, break into our office, we've got great cameras, but break into our office, kill our money tree, it's like you're attacking our firstborn. You know, we'll come for you. But that said, that's the money tree. Let's talk about my first memory of money. Full disclosure, I'm a preacher's kid. We call that PK. So I've been to a lot of therapy, a lot of counseling sessions, and I've realized I'm normal just like everyone else, despite me being a PK. But as a preacher's kid, one of the best times of the week was Sunday brunch. Because Sunday brunch would be after church, And mom and dad would typically have people over. They'd light the candelabra hanging over the table. And they'd stay there having brunch, lunch with people. You know, eating quiche and fruit and all kinds of things. You know, veggies and drinking coffee and who knows what else. But they'd solve all the world's problems. And as those candles in the candelabra burnt down, until they were basically out, They didn't leave the table. So as kids, we were always welcome to leave the table, excuse ourselves, take our dishes to the sink, right? Dishwasher. But what what happened as we aged is more and more, we found ourselves around that table with those people. So how this story comes to my financial development is as a little kid, before I got used to those conversations and really like grew up really fast because I'm hearing all these adults talk about all kinds of things in the world. But before that, my first memories were I'd disappear from the table. I'd take my dishes. I'd go grab my, my silver duck, sterling silver duck, or my sterling silver, like, looks like a play cube piggy bank with A, B, C, D on it. And a lot of people listening that are my age recognize that. You probably didn't even have a piggy bank growing up. No, I did. You did? What yep. was your piggy bank like? It was a pig. It was a pig. A, literally a pig. A little, it was a pig, yeah. Was it sterling silver? I think I, it actually, I'm pretty sure it was my dad's pig that was passed on to me. I don't think it was gotcha. a new pig. I think I had a hand-me-down pig. Okay, but, cool. Yeah. So I had a duck, and I still have, like, the cap on my duck. And I had a square uh, ABCD little toy block bo- bank box, if you will. Okay. Well, I would go around that table to everyone, and I'd have them all put a coin in my box. And that probably started, I don't know, five, six by the time I was seven, eight, I go around with a the duck. Then I come back with the block. Everybody put it on the coin. Okay. And what, what did you do with the coin? Six, seven, right? I'd give the coins back. I'd emptied it and I'd take all the coins back and let everyone would pick the coin back up, oh, right? Okay. It was a game. But by the time I got seven, eight, nine, guess what I was doing? Did you keep it for a year? And I, was a around, and a I was going around <laughs> with the duck. I was going around with the bank box. I was collecting all the coin and that money was gone. That was in the bank of Dave. So then you were a thief. Well, no. My mom, I mean, actually, it's kind of funny you say that word. My mom always called her me her little banker. Now, I'm not in banking, but banking, thievery. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, <laughs> tomato, potato, potato. I mean, I don't know. So the point is, she always called me a little banker. And so when I went to college, right, I said, I want to go into finance because I know I'm going to go into business, the markets. That was my passion. 
And you know what my dad, the pragmatist, said? What's that? He said, well, son, why don't you do something totally different in college? And I said, why in the world would I do something totally different if I know I want to go into this? And he said, well, that way if you fail at business or banking, you'll have something to fall back on. Now, I never went into banking. I went into business, right? went into financial planning. But it's funny because my major is actually in media communications with a journalism minor. And to this day, I mean, what are we doing right now? We're doing media. Media-ish. What do I do? What do I do on my uh, when I write my thoughts from Dave newsletters every week? It's media. It's journalism, right? Everything I do, the way I communicate with people, is all built into that. Yeah. So that enough about me. How about you? How about your first, you know, first experience with money? First thoughts of money. First experience. Well, I mean, probably first experience was. When I was a kid, my parents would give me a $2 allowance a week if I did all the chores I had to do. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't do all the chores I had to do, I wouldn't I wouldn't get to I wouldn't get the allowance. So, some weeks if I forgot to take the trash out, I, I did not get the $2. Okay. So, but that $2 was a big deal at the time because I was 6 years old and that Heck was, yeah, that was big my money. Income. Big I, money. I didn't have any expenses, but I needed that income. I mean, did the tooth fairy so, even leave that much money? I think the I don't remember. I think the tooth fairy might have left a Five or a one? Holy no, cow. no, the tooth fairy left a one. You serious? Yeah, I think you grew up with inflation. I don't remember when I got a tooth fairy. I grew up with like either a silver quarter or then I got like a Sacagawea well, dollar like dollar coin. The like, tooth fairy adjusts for inflation every year. You didn't know that about him? I had no idea. Tooth fairy sounds like the tooth fairy. She must she or he she or, yeah must adjust for inflation they more do. than Social Security. Absolutely. I mean, not a doubt. Not Pretty good money. But so back yeah. to that. So I, I would get my allowance each week. And one year for my birthday, I got a share of Disney stock. And I love Disney. I was six Great years company. old. company. Yeah, I loved Not an endorsement. No. Just not an example. Not an endorsement at all. But when I was six years old, I got a free I got a free share of Disney stock because okay. someone gave it to me for my birthday. And I saw it got a dividend and it made a little money that year. I don't remember what year it was. And I was like, this is a pretty good deal. I should buy another share of this because I was watching Jim Cramer with my dad one night, and he's like, Disney is a great company. And I'm like, well, I'm watching Disney Channel. This is just perfect. What year was this, do you think? Oh, two, maybe? Oh, a long time ago. Something okay. like that. I got you, yeah. So I took my allowance after several weeks, and I think Disney at the time was probably like 30 I think it was like $32 that I bought my second share. So I saved up $32, and I came to my mom one day, and I said, $32. It was all in ones because I, I, it was $2 a week. <laughs> you so saved mom, up. And my mom just kind of looked at me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I want to buy a second share of Disney. That's awesome. And she's like, what? I'm like, I have one share. I want to buy a second share. I want to double that dividend. Let's go. So in hindsight, I think what they did is my parents probably just booked the share of Disney. I don't think they paid the com- – no, I, yeah. I don't think they wanted to go into yeah. the $25 ticket charge that it was. You bought everything. your mom and dad a nice dinner out I, somewhere. Yeah, I think yeah, they, yeah. I, I don't. I think they just booked it, and then when I told them I wanted to sell it two years later for whatever it was, they just gave me the cash back for it. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, I own this company. This is a huge deal. So I, And that, a great feeling. Yeah. So that was my first experience with both earning money through the allowance and then uh, owning a stock in disney and it it was got got me hooked so here we are today <laughs> what an absolute great story yeah. so i kind of wonder what our listeners like what their first month money memories are so if you have any interest in sharing with us you can always just reach us um 859-219-1006 is the office number feel free to reach out to either dave or ryan and let us know your first money experience because it is something that really truly does define us yeah 
it, it, it sculpts the way that you look at money the rest of your life. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of In My Day, and we'll catch you next week.